Who's helping you keep that pace, competitor? Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast, episode 617, and we're talking part two of Breaking the Impossible. Three takeaways and lessons inspired by the book, The Perfect Mile, which documents Roger Bannister, John Landry, and Wes Santee's pursuit of the sub-four-minute mile. On Monday, we kicked off the episode talking about the importance of having a coach, about how Roger Bannister had hit a wall with his training. He wasn't able to get to that point until he hired a coach who had helped to not only challenge his training program, his mindset, but then later on encourage him in one of the biggest races of his life to give him that confidence to show out and perform. Today, I want to give you that second takeaway, and it's all about who's helping you keep the pace. One of the fascinating things for anybody that's ever run a a, mile, a marathon, a mile, a lot of miles, a marathon, a half marathon, it's when you get out on the race day, there's, there's pace setters. There's people running the course that have signs holding specific paces they're keeping throughout the race. The idea is if your goal is to run a sub two hour half marathon, then you're going to keep pace with that two hour marathon pace setter until toward the end. And then you're going to pick up the pace in order to finish under that mark. Pace setters allow us to get used to running at a specific speed in order to obtain a goal. And Bannister, despite all of his training alone, eventually got to a point where he needed people, teammates specifically, to train with and to push him on race day. Enter Chris Brasher and Chris Chataway, two of his friends that not only became his training partners under their new coach, but became his pace setters on race day. In fact, these two young men were designed in the course of the four-lap race to set a strong pace on those first three laps and then let Bannister take off toward the end. Chataway was a, a two-miler, so he was used to running farther distances. Brasher, about the same. And so both of these guys could not maintain a four-minute mile pace for the laps, the four laps around the track. But what they could do is go beyond their normal pace to where they were uncomfortable to allow Bannister to pace right behind them until that key moment, that pivotal moment in the fourth lap when Bannister had to turn, go past them, and give everything he had in the pursuit of that goal. What I find fascinating about this is if you know about running and drafting behind opponents, it's sticking right behind them, letting them absorb most of the wind, most of the friction, saving your energy until that last 200, 300 meters to be able to hit that kick and take off, sprint around them. When they're exhausted and tired from having to hold the lead, you're able to kick it into a higher gear because you've been pacing off of them, conserving that energy for that last moment. We have to have great teammates to not only push us in practice, but when the the opportunity comes, they're there to support us every step of the way, just like Brasher and Chataway were. These teammates were, were special because not only were they training for their own races, but when that moment came for Bannister to pursue breaking the four minute mile, Brasher and Chataway were all for running it. In fact, that morning, the weather wasn't perfect. And Bannister was kind of putting it off saying, no, let's not do it. Let's wait till a better weather day. And Brasher and Chataway said, no, we, we've trained for this. You've trained for this. You can do this. They kept talking about it, kept convincing him until finally that sun broke through and Bannister agreed. 
And on that race day, they all pushed it. And the Chataway and Brasher didn't care that even though they were in the track in competition, they weren't worried about their win in that moment. They were there to push their teammate to history and were happy to see them win. How many of us have teammates in our lives who will push us constantly? And when we win, they're the loudest celebrators. They're the ones cheering, yelling, pointing the attention at us. Even though they helped us get to that moment, even though they're pursuing big things and big goals themselves, all they care about is celebrating our wins. There's a lot of us that don't have that. There's a lot of people that don't have those people in our lives that are going to celebrate our wins because they feel threatened by them. Our success, for some reason, diminishes their own. And so instead of cheering for us, they don't like it. They're jealous of it. They're envious of it. And the question I have is, if that's their attitude, are they really the right teammate? Are they really your friend? Because a true friend is not only going to encourage you, but they're going to challenge you. They're going to push you to be great. And when you are great, they're going to celebrate you. They're not going to be jealous. They're not going to be envious of what you did. More than anything, they're excited for you. Because your win means something to you and they love you enough and they want to hold you high at regard and they want other people to celebrate you. And so we got to have those teammates in our lives that are going to push us to points beyond our comfort zone. Just like those pace setters Brasher and Chataway had pushing Bannister around the track at a pace that was a little bit faster than he could have ever done by himself. And then when he did the mark, when he broke that four minute mark, they celebrated him. And, and months later, Chataway had a chance to race against one of these other guys, John Landry. And afterwards, he told Bannister all about the experience and how Landry runs the race and how when Bannister races Landry, how he should attack it. He was all about helping his teammates succeed. And we need those people in our lives. We need those people who are not envious of our own success, but they are constantly celebrating us because they're challenging us to get better. And in the same vein, Look in the mirror. What kind of teammate are you to those in your life? Are you the person who's constantly going to push those closest to you beyond their comfort zone to be better, to grow, to improve, to chase greatness? Or do you encourage them to settle and play it safe? Do you celebrate and cheer their wins? Or do you just quietly give it a little bit of a golf clap because you're upset you didn't get that win first? Or you feel like your wins aren't as big? See, to, to have those type of teammates, you have to be that type of teammate. So today, evaluate, what kind of teammate am I? Am I pushing those closest to me to greatness? Am I celebrating their wins with a pure heart because I'm excited for the work they paid in and how it's paid off or not? And for the people closest to me, are they pushing me to be better or allowing me to be comfortable? Are they pushing me to run the track of life at a pace that's faster than I'm comfortable with, knowing it's making me better? Or do they just allow me to jog around at a slow, leisurely pace because it's more comfortable for me? If you want to do the impossible, if you want to shatter big goals, if you want to do things that impact your legacy, you got to have teammates beside you that are pushing you every day to get better. Find them, love them, challenge them, and most of all, be that type of teammate for them too. Go win your day, competitor. I'll see you on Friday. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. 
This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort, or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.